Hello and welcome to episode two of our new podcast, A Slice of Bread and Butter, brought to you by the charity The Bread and Butter Thing. I'm Mark, I'm one of the charity's founders and chief exec. And I'm Fiona, I'm also one of the Bread and Butter Thing team. Um, Every week we're telling the stories of some of the people who make the Bread and Butter Thing what it is, our members and our volunteers. The Bread and Butter Thing is a mobile, affordable food club, which means we take surplus food from places like factories and farms and supermarkets and deliver it to communities where people are struggling to afford to eat well and healthily. So people pay about £7.50 for a regular shop, which will help feed them and their families for a week. We make sure the bags are loaded with fresh fruit and veg, as well as things for the fridge and cupboards, so people can cook healthily at home and access food at a price that they could afford. Which feels even more important right now. As we all know, the cost of living is making things increasingly hard. So we're getting into some of those issues that are forcing people to make really hard choices about the budgets and to afford nutritious, healthy food. Yep, so we'll be meeting some of our members, uh, those who use the service, and we'll also be chatting to some of our volunteers and we'll find out what difference our affordable food scheme makes to their lives. So today's our first chat with one of our volunteers, Sandra. She helps out at one of our hubs in Oldham. Yes, she's been there pretty much since the start hasn't she so ol1 launched in 2018 it's our biggest hub and has been there for well so she's been there for at least four years yeah and and it's that old it's even one of the ones that i launched so yeah uh, i i remember Ange and the team at ol1 so Ange was the one that uh, roped sandra in and uh, she's never left since she's been in that chiller van uh, that, that happens a lot, though, doesn't it? It's about you get roped in and then we never we let you leave. We are just one big happy family. <laughs> um, Sandra was completely amazing, though. What It was particularly sort of brilliant, the fact that she managed to rustle up a whole soup while she was having a conversation with and us. And we didn't get any of it. So, sadly, we didn't get to taste it. Well, we might just have to go back. <laughs> Shall we hear what she has to yeah, say? let's though? do that first. I'm usually in the chiller van. Nobody else wants to go in there because it's cold, obviously. But I tend to run hot, so they always put me in there out of the way. (laughs) I'm Sandra, I'm 61 years old, and I'm involved with the bread and butter thing at OL1 Oldham Hub in Oldham. I've been involved from the outset, but only on a part-time basis. I basically helped out when they were short-staffed. That's now turned into every week, so I seem to be there permanently now. I'm just peeling the sweet potato now, and then I'm going to chop it into small pieces. I really enjoy cooking now. I never used to enjoy cooking. It was a case of cooking for necessity before. I'm also a member. I started off just as a member that would casually help out when needed. I maybe get the bags once every three or four weeks. It's difficult to judge what we normally get because it varies from week to week and it can be so very varied. Some weeks we get a lot of meat, some weeks we get a lot of yoghurts and things. And recently we've been having a lot of vegetarian things, the plant-based foods. That's been really interesting because, again, it's getting people to try things that they haven't necessarily tried before, which they might now start liking.
The first thing we do when the van arrives is we all line up and unpack it and we go through the community centre in a circle, basically, make ourselves dizzy, taking it all in. As soon as that's all in the centre, I then get in the van with the other person who's in. There's only two of us in the van. I get in with the van with them and we start unpacking all the van items. Just a case of organising things on shelves, arranging boxes, working out what's going to go in each bag. That's the first thing that we have to do before we can even start packing the bags. We frequently get surprises in the van. Uh, there's all sorts of things that arrive and you look at it and sometimes you think, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Uh, and it's just accepting that what you get is what you get and dealing with it and working out what it is. Again, we have to, if you've got vegetarian things, it's like we might look at it and well, what on earth is that? Or sometimes with the fruit and veg, we get veg that people have never seen before because they're not things that you would normally go out and buy. But when you get it, you find that you will use it because you'll find a way of using it rather than throwing it out and wasting it. My basic staples are herbs and spices because whatever you get, you can jazz it up with herbs and spices. People get these things and sometimes they'll look in the bag before they come out to the van and they'll look at it and they'll ask us in the van what it is. You know, they'll bring out a certain piece of fruit or veg that they've never seen before and just say, what's this, what do I do with it? And if we don't know what it is, the stock answer to that is, you'll have to find out on the internet because we don't know either. Perhaps the exception to that is celeriac. <laughs> We've not found one person yet who actually likes celeriac. So they do tend to get left behind. But that's part of the interest of it. It's bringing people now into accepting that there are other things out there that they've not eaten before that can be just as tasty. Just sharpening my knife. Apparently the most dangerous thing you can have in a kitchen is a blunt knife. They've not seen me cooking. I really like fish and we do tend to get a lot of fish at the bread and butter so that's quite handy. Well this sounds a bit posh but I like to do it on papillot. <laughs> yeah, piece of bacon. Fold it in half. You put the fish along there. You can either put tomatoes or lemon or whatever seasonings you want in. And then you fold it round like that so it seals the fish in. And twirl it. I know from personal experience, I never used to cook. It used to, it used to go ding when I came in from work and that was it. I didn't cook at all. So I'm getting a lot of, personally getting a lot of things that I've never seen before. I think because of the fresh fruit and veg, I, I must be healthier. Because I never used to eat fresh fruit, never fruit or veg. It just wasn't on my agenda. But now I'm getting, whatever I get, I try and use. Sometimes you'll get things that I wouldn't, I wouldn't cook with it, but I mean, we've had daikon, which is Japanese radish. I pickled that. I'm going to get the uh, spinach, give it a wash and let it dry off a bit, let it drain off. And I'll just put it all in a pan with a little bit of oil, uh, half a red onion, and then let's cook it all down with some stock so it goes soft. And then I'll put it through my food processor. I think one of the hardest things people are facing right now is, is the rise in the cost of living. It's so sudden and so vast that it's coming as a shock and it's all coming at the same time. It's not like one thing's gone up, everything's going up. 
And that's why I think they appreciate the bread and butter thing so much, because it's one less thing to worry about. We're seeing some people coming who have quite large families and they're really struggling, so they'll get the £15 bags. And they do say how much of a difference it makes in their lives. You do get the general overall feeling that they're struggling more than they're admitting some of them. I think part of the problem is people's accessibility to fresh food. If you're a woman at home with children, how are you going to go to the supermarket to do your shopping when you've got those children at home with you? You can't go out and buy fresh produce. You're going to rely on what you can get cheap and quick. With the bread and butter thing, it's on the doorstep. So you're not having to travel in a long way. You can bring your children with you and you're not travelling miles away home to get your stuff home afterwards. I've just put the sweet potato in the pan now, just to cook it down a little bit and soften it. I'm going to chop the onion while that's cooking. I do get some satisfaction out of it myself because you're seeing how pleased people are to have it and how much it's appreciated. And some weeks people come back to you and say, oh, I got such a thing last week and it was really good, I did this with it. So they're coming back to us and telling us what they're doing with the food as well. Uh, if you get things where... We do have some Muslim customers who, can't, who can only use halal meat. Some of them will, if they get chicken, they'll leave it with us in the van to give to somebody else. So somebody might get two pieces of chicken. Uh, otherwise, they might take it and say, it's okay, I'll give it to my neighbours. So it's also engendering that community spirit because they're then sharing with their neighbours. Just starting to cook down now. Once it's cooked down, I'll put all the vegetables in a frying pan with a little bit of oil and just fry them all off. With, and then I'll put some back in the pan with some stock. And then once they're all cooked, I'll turn them into soup. I think the fact that people can dip in and out of the TBT service is brilliant because it means people aren't committed. Whereas if you join another sort of club where you're committed to having it every week, you may not need it every week. Or if you've got a holiday coming up, you may not need it then. Uh, things like that but because you can just dip in and out of it as you choose I think it suits a lot more people The point about volunteering is you don't just feel that you're doing good it is actually fun it's hard work because it's a lot of heavy lifting but once you get a regular group of volunteers which we have it's been more or less the same since day one and you can have a laugh and you become a family in itself Sandra really, I think, brings home the importance of our volunteers. I mean, we literally, I just don't think we could function without them. No, absolutely. They're they're our lifeblood. They're the ones that pack the bags, loading and unloading the vans or or at the warehouse and going off to collect food from suppliers. Well, as Sandra points out, it can be a bit of a workout. I'm seeing (laughs) Bread and Butter Thing Fitness DVD tiktok series um okay i'm stopping there um but what what people do show is how enormously generous they are with the amount of time they give us um i mean we did a total of the figures just for last year um and that was forty-four thousand hours worth of time which is just amazing isn't it and what, what's also interesting is that so many of our members come and volunteer for us which i think really shows how Everybody's invested in everyone in the weekly bread and butter thing. Hub. Well, Sandra's case in point there, isn't she? Because she's a um, she's a member too, and she buys the bags um, when she needs to top up each month. 
Um, but she raised some other um, interesting points. So I've got another couple of questions for you. Um, in the last episode, when we chatted to Kelvin, we were talking about accessing food and how difficult it is in terms of um, cost. But actually, the access is much more than just about the price, isn't it? It's also about yeah. location. Uh, so uh, as Sandra identified, um, sometimes it's really actually difficult to get to a, a supermarket. Lots of places and communities we work in don't have a local supermarket. They might have a local shop, but that will it, it, it doesn't have a lot of stock. It, it, it's likely to be sold at a higher price. And it's understandable because they don't have the same footfall as a supermarket. Um, but that automatically limits your diet and the amount of food you buy. And a bigger retailer might be a driver or a bus away. That bus might run a certain time every day. And if you have health issues or a young family, too often it just gets harder and harder. So there are some of these unseen premiums on food shopping actually getting to the shops in the first place can add money to your food bill we sometimes talk about that in terms of you know communities that are food deserts yeah so food deserts are um we're actually getting to have access to quality food in the first place has a cost or a logistics premium added to it that's that's why we're mobile and we take our food into uh, right into the heart of the communities uh just at the point where it's easiest to be accessed. So as Sandra, you know, sort of points out, you know, that obviously means that people can access food um, more easily, but also access food that they've not been able to, you know, eat before. So all don't know what to do with. So I, when she was talking, I had no idea what a daikon is. Um, and actually, I've written it down and I don't even know if I've spelt it right. And in my head, I think I've got a picture of one, look what one looks like, but I would have no idea... <laughs> what to do with what if it came into my possession yeah and, and that's the beauty of it sandra is the first who i met it she never used to cook she used to go home and she'd hear it ding that was her tea and now she's experimenting with all kinds of ingredients and sharing that knowledge with others apparently not with celeriac though <laughs> yeah celeriac is a tougher I one really like celeriac you know you can roast it you can put it in stews you can make a soup i think it is much maligned <laughs> okay well maybe we should ask people to send us in their favorite uh, celeriac ideas ping them over to podcast at bread and butter thing.org and then we can see maybe if sandra could wrestle up some celeriac soup next time i'm not sure that sandra would really thank us for that but i am personally going to thank sandra for her time for this because she was great she was fantastic If you'd like to know more about the bread and butter thing and what we get up to, you can find us at Team TBBT on Instagram and Twitter or LinkedIn or online at breadandbutterthing.org. And if you have any feedback or thoughts on the podcast, you can get in touch by email at podcast at breadandbutterthing.org. Finally, we're always open to new members at all of our hubs. So if you or anyone you know would benefit from our affordable food scheme, you can find your nearest hub on the join us pages of the website. And please do all those things that podcasts ask you to do. Like us, subscribe to us, leave us a review, share us with your friends and say nice things about us on social. Thanks so much for tuning in again. And if you liked it, come back next week when we'll be chatting with one of our members, Leah.